Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, the podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, it's another brick in the Tobin wall. We interview Matt's brother about his new gig in a Floyd cover band. They won't be comfortably numb this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, two guys who don't need no education, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. Welcome to the pod. Welcome we got to a the guest. pod. We yeah, so, so as Dave had said in his wonderful intro, well done, Dave. We're, we're not comfortably numb. I definitely don't need no education. Um, <laughs> we have my brother on the podcast today, Alex Tobin. Alex, say hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, What's Al. What's going on? So, Al, you have the honor of being our first guest yes, on yes, the podcast. We we've, never, we've never had a guest. This is... Technically, episode twenty-five, and we never had a guest. So you are wow. You have the privilege of being the first guest on the podcast. Hopefully, we get the technical stuff correct, and you. I'm on it, and everybody Re- can hear this. Records are broken well, tonight. Well, I am honored, gentlemen. I am honored. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here, Al. And um, I think we're going to get into it, right, Dave? Yeah, let's just get right into it. This so, is going to be a fun one. So my brother, we'll get we'll let you in on a little bit of you know a family history here in the Tobin household here. Oh boy, here uh, my we brother go. Al. So Al, I call him Al. He goes by Alex. So it's just like a you know a long time thing. But he's Alex. He's been playing piano since I don't know Al. Since you were been what nine 12? years old? Oh you yeah, were, nine, oh you are well, you are old yeah. as twelve. Okay, so let's say like ten, uh, eleven, twelve. Yeah, I think I was like probably like ten, ten. Like basically as long as I can remember, my brother. Yeah, and he's been tickling piano. the ivories longer than that. Yeah, he's been tickling the ivories for so long, longer than I've been tickling a lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Hey, whoa! Wow! Whoa! Whoa! This is a this is a family podcast. Not that kind of podcast, guys. It's not that kind of podcast, everybody. <laughs> Jeez. So so yeah, at, at, so so you've been playing for a long time. You played in all kinds of different bands, writing original music. You know, you taught for a while. You've had a long kind of kind of a career as a musician already, doing all kinds of different things. And you recently were playing in a band that did some kind of alternative music. And you know, tell us about what you're doing now. Like, what's going on now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so. It's funny, you know, like the pandemic, like for everybody, it it was just so crazy, right? Like the world shutting down. I mean, just it, it kind of like put everybody in just like this big depression or funk, you know. And um, I was playing with this uh, band called Mostly Dave, and um, they're kind of like a cover band, but you know, um, they're nice well, guys they are and all a cover that. <laughs> yeah, they are a cover band. Like Journey. Um, anyway, all right, sorry. Anyway, right. yeah. they were mostly a cover band. Yeah, yeah, mostly. But like, a cover you band. know, like uh, you know, and so um, you know, they're good guys and all of that. And uh with the pandemic, you know, we went almost like a year and a half without without playing, which was yes. crazy. So, yep. you know, I um all this time, you know, I was just kind of doing my own music, kind of my doing my own kind of thing, you know, working from home. And all of that, like doing tech support, and um, and you still write a lot of original music, Al. I do. Well, like now, I actually, it's it's funny. Like I actually, um, 
uh, am writing uh, country music, and I've I've actually been working with some people that I've that I've met online. Uh, this thing called Songtown. So yeah, like people that are really really serious about like writing and pitching music to artists. Cool. That's so that's yeah. been going well. But then you recently yeah. joined a new band. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what happened was, uh, you know, I got an email that there was this um, website. Oh, I forgot what the website is. I think it's called Bandmix. Oh yeah, Bandmix. So, yeah. yeah, and so we know, you know Bandmix I, well. Yeah. So basically, I had put an ad out and saying that I was looking for other bands and stuff like that. You know, originally I like wanted to do like wedding bands, you know, um, and make yes. some coin and have some fun. You know, and uh, yeah, so I found out about this. Uh, someone saw my profile and said, "Like, hey, you know, we're looking uh, for a keyboard player. Our keyboardist is retiring, and you know, we're a cover band. And we're a Pink Floyd tribute band." And I was like, "Whoa, okay." And the thing is, like, I am not like, you know, I love classic rock, but like, you know, playing, you know, when you when you when you playing like classic rock, and you're looking at all those great you know, keyboardists and all of that from the sixties and seventies, it was, it was just kind of like, Whoa, you know, can I really do this? You know? Yeah. yeah. For those, yeah. for those, for those of you listening, and this is really kind of outside of Al and Al's an incredible musician, but the Pink Floyd is really like outside your wheelhouse, right Al? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, this is like music where picture is like you're playing in a, five-piece cover band, 90s cover band, and you're creating, like, one-line keyboard parts or whatever, you know, and then yeah. you go from that to the to a point where you're actually have two keyboards and you're, and you're playing, like, two different parts at the same time and singing backup on almost, like, every other song. With two different patches in those two separate keyboards. With two different keyboards. patches in those super keyboards, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's you know, insane. So, and it's funny, like we've all grown, you know, we've all listened to these songs like Comfortably Numb and, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, and uh, what else, you know, love the wall, another brick in the wall. Yeah. The but big then hits. like w when you think about all the, all the sounds that go into making those songs, you know, you have to like step out of it and really listen to it and be like, oh, wow. Like there's a lot going on there, you know? And yeah, yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, in the 70s, you know, I used to think Pink Floyd, like, oh, shit, I have to learn all these synthesizer songs. And be, to be honest, though, it's a lot of organs, a lot of electric piano and, mm -hmm. you know, some synthesizers. Because when Floyd was popular, like, since we're not, they were just coming around, right? That's right. Like, that's right. You didn't, you yeah. had, right. you know, you had something, you know, you think about it. When did really keyboards, like, where you can make a huge appearance it wasn't till the eighties. Right. But yeah. then in the seventies, that's when you started having all these artists like Pink Floyd, uh, that were, you know, really like pushing the envelope, like sonically about, about the songs. And the, and the cool thing about Floyd is they actually all came from a jazz background. So that's why their songs are not like three minute pop songs. Yeah. You know, they're all like anthems and, you know, big opuses that you'll hear. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, so the, the so knowing that like you know knowing Pink Floyd I was like holy shit am I going to be able to do this you know and so so that was like in March of like 2020 like right in the middle of the pandemic and and uh yeah and so basically I had an audition and they wanted me to play like 10 different songs and 
I had to I had to play these songs live with a you know with a seven piece band, and so basically I had to learn all those songs and just kind of listening to yeah. you know uh, the wall and you know uh, you know uh, dark side of the moon. So yeah, I mean that and. Uh, you know, that, all that I had was really time. stressful. I mean, that for it, somebody it like me who's <laughs> not really like I'm not really a part of this this whole world. Is that is that pretty typical though to go yeah. into it, yeah. an audition like that and have to play like ten songs? Yeah, when like you that, for a cover band, band. Yeah. yeah, for a but, cover band, Dave. That's about that's about the way it rolls. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. you know, but but he, but here's the hard part about that, right? Because cover bands, there's as you know, Dave. Like there's standards you hear that people that have been in cover bands for a while all are going to know these songs. So it's not that hard where it's like, can you learn these? Like, or, you know, you know, you know, any, any cover band that I've auditioned with, you know, they'll, they'll give me 10 songs and I know half of them and I'll have to learn maybe the other half or I know three quarters of them. But this Al, this is a, a Pink Floyd tribute. You've never played in a Pink Floyd tribute. You never played in the cover band that even covered any Pink Floyd. So you had to no. learn this stuff from scratch. I had a basic learn from crazy. scratch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so how did you do it? Like, let's let's actually get it. Actually, first off, why don't you plug your band so people that are listening and all of our friends and people and that are listening can check you guys out. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out on Facebook. Our band is called Eclipse Chicago. Oh yes, um, and uh, Chicago yeah, so, based. Yeah, Chicago based, and uh, we are playing a gig actually tomorrow. Believe it or not. Um, it's a place called Bandcamp in the suburbs of Chicago. But yeah, check us out on Facebook. So it's um, we just have a Facebook page uh, for Eclipse Chicago. And All Eclipse right. for those pink hard for those diehard Pink Floyd fans listening, Eclipse is the end of the song is uh, from Dark Side of the Moon that ends Dark Side of the Moon. That's so right. That's, that's right. We got the name. Awesome. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. So so that's cool. So if you're in the Chicago area, Chicago land, that's what they call it, right? Chicago land. <laughs> Chicago land. Yes, that's what they call it. If you're in the Chicago yeah. land area Listen and you're to interested, you know. that's right. If you're in Chicago land area and you're into Pink Floyd, definitely go check this band out. They, it's, it's pretty cool stuff that they're doing. And the guitar work, if you're a guitar dad, the guitar work is just off the chain. The, it's, it's un, and let me tell you, believable. Let me tell you, these guys are getting the tones. Let me tell you, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have, I have heard. They, they, they yeah. Have. Yeah, you guys get videos up there on Facebook out that we can check out. Oh yeah, out. you yeah. can you can watch out, you can watch the face yeah, yeah, you can get these Facebook videos. Cool. Yeah. We'll I mean, these guys that. are like playing the actual type of guitar that he played on Wish You Were Here, you well, know, from the night, you know. I mean, the Did actual one of the guys wait, acoustic. is one of the is one of the guys the owner of the Colts that bought the um uh, David Gilmore's guitar? What's his name? No. Name? Jim, oh, Jim, Jim Ursay. Jim yeah. Ursay. Is one of the guys in the band Jim Ursay, Al? No, it's not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, well that's disappointing. I mean, as but, we all I mean, know, these guys are pretty a, amazing as we all know, musicians. He's playing a, a, a 335 on that, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't playing it. This is guitar humor, Al. Sorry. Um, do you know that story, Al? That, like, Jim Ursay, the guy that owns the Indianapolis Colts, he bought David Gilmore's uh, famous no, Strat. I- yeah. No, like I didn't know $2 that. $2 million. Dollars. Because oh, wow. he has nothing else to do with his money. He I collects mean, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He co- he's a I collector. I guess so. Yeah. It's the most expensive guitar ever sold. Okay. 
So there you is go. This, anyway. So this must have been like a strat he played. It's like, one. Of the, yeah, it's not the. It's not yeah. the famous. Which it's one not the was famous it? Black strat. It's not the yeah. famous black strat. I was thinking it was like white or something. I I don't even remember. But it gotcha. went for like a little over two million dollars. But anyway, Al. So Holy. tell us. So so I guess I'm question for you. So this is interesting, right? I've never played in a tribute band, but as you guys all know, tribute bands have been blowing up over the last I don't know five ten years, right, Dave? Like Dave yeah. and I have a fa- uh, have a venue that we love, which is about. I don't know how many. It's probably what like a two, three thousand cap venue, Dave. I'm talking about the Hampton Beach Casino. Oh, the Hampton room. Beach, yeah. And yeah, they, yeah, and it's just, three. yeah, maybe yeah. the three thousand cap room. This place is sold out all summer long with with tribute bands. Yeah, you know, it's, Journey. It's really unbelievable. Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, um, all kinds of tribute bands that come through there. So, Al, it's becoming like big business. It you really know? is yeah. a big bit. It's very interesting. And we've talked about this on the pod before, too. It's it's really, you know, it's if you can't, especially now with ticket prices the way they are, if you can't go out and see, well, first of all, if a band doesn't exist anymore, but if, it, if a band still does exist and you and you can't go out to see them because you don't want to drop 200 bucks on a ticket. Exactly. You know, sometimes you can find some really great tribute bands out there and have a great time. So, Al, are you seeing, I mean, I know you're only a few gigs in with this band, but are you seeing like like that's why the tribute band is is like a good thing now because people like what's your sense of that Al being yeah, in a tribute I, band? <laughs> so it's funny. So so basically, you know, I think it's it's all about timing too. You know, and I mean, of course, perseverance, working your ass off, and all of that. But these guys that I've been playing, you know, I've only been a member of the band for like the last you know last three or four months, and these guys have been playing for like four or five years. And, you know, they recently, you know, we recently got asked to play uh, a huge festival in the Burbs and 300, over 300 bands applied for three slots. And we got one of those three slots. Oh, wow. Wow. So, and it's a, it's a big deal because these are the promoters that will, will, uh, these are the promoters that promoters they're going to give you shows in the city. You know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. real to those you know, big gigs that I'm talking to about. those. Right. Like yeah, there's yeah. like, uh, you know, in Chicago, there's like these, uh, you know, wedding bands. There's dot, dot, dot. There's, uh, uh, you know, and these guys, these are like um, there's. Uh, yeah, like it? corporate there's, bands. Yeah, there's Mike and Joe. I mean, these are the bands that demand like, you know, I mean, a huge they have a pretty huge following. And like in Chicago, like there's all these like tons of festivals. I mean, these pre-pandemic, you know, they've been really cut back. But like, I think they're going to come back. But we have like every neighborhood in Chicago has all these different festivals, and you know, the same bands are always asked to headline these festivals. Yep. yep you know, and yeah, so yeah. the band I'm with is into is like on the verge of getting to that spot. You yep, know, yep, little by yep. little. Now, which are, is so, just amazing. so how much? Pra- I have a question for Go you ahead. though. How much is it really? Because of because of the uh, because of exactly what you just said. How is it? A lo- it must be a ton of pressure to really get these songs right, to get the tones right, to get the, yeah, it's the, the timing right. Yeah, to actually absolutely. have a, a yeah, it's got to be incredibly amount. Of, well, the thing is, like pressure. the like most of the guys in the band have been in other. Pink Floyd tribute band. So they know the music inside and out. But what the hard part is, is like me coming in as an outsider and me, you know, learning to play, you know, how you, you play with different players, you learn how they play, you know, mm-hmm. whatnot, you know, um, 
you know, and that's, that's the hard part, you know, and you get, and you know, I play with these guys, you know, I mean, I've been able to learn like something like, oh my, oh my God, it's got to be like 25 different Floyd songs Mm -hmm. in the last, in less than two months I've learned. Yeah. That's a lot of songs. So I, you know, and like you said, Al, it's not just like, it's not just like these are three minute pop songs you're learning. No, they're not. Right? Three, you're, like not one, you're not four, playing five. like one, four, five or, you know, six, four, one yeah, that's chords. Right. I mean, you're playing. How do you go about, what's you know, your, what's your process? How do you go about learning these things? Cause I mean, something, something like a Floyd song is, is so incredibly complex. Seriously. And, you know, like how do you, where do you start? So, I mean, it's a really good question, Dave. So like, um, for me, like I've always had really good ears and ever since I studied music professionally, you know, and I learned to like listen to a song and after listening to it once or twice, I immediately know the chord structure of that song, you know, and then based on that, then I really listen to it. I listen to it a second time and, and like really look for like those little nuances like, okay, what's the keyboards doing? Don't listen to the bass. Don't listen to the drums. What are the keyboards doing? You know, and a lot of times it's really hard to hear that in the mix, you know. Um, and so, and it still is. And then, you know, I also, you, you listen to backing tracks too, like on your own. You know, obviously you can't be with a band when you're practicing on your own. So like, you know, I listen to backing tracks for like another brick in the wall so I can just get that groove going and whatnot, Mm. you know, so it's, it's tough. But like you mentioned, uh, Dave, you, we were talking about before, uh, you know, earlier in the studio before word, we were talking about uh, learning to fly and how that song, there's a lot of crap, a lot of activity going on in that song, you know, and even with the guitars, you know, and that's the thing about Pink Floyd. It's 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 like super super challenging. Oh, it's know? so layered. To make it, it's, it's so layered, Al. There's it's so many. So layered, there's so yeah. much going on in these recordings, yeah. right? And there's I've listened to your of, band. Yeah. Like you guys are not just trying to get the songs done. You you guys are actually trying to recreate the feel and the layers on the album. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Well, which right, is really right. cool. Which is really cool, and and I can imagine just being so much work to to, to it dissect is. And like, it all. Yeah. Well, like I can I can just like give you a you know give an idea, guys. Like you know like uh, wish you were here. You know, everybody knows the song "Wish You Were Here," but the song "Shine On You Crazy Diamond," like that patch is like seven different individual synthesizers. Oh my god! And like wow. I think I spent like. You know, in prepping for the audition, I think I spent like at least like three weeks alone just working on the patch, just oh, to wow. get the patch to sound right. Yeah, because that, so that's the thing, right? So we as guitar players and as guitar dads, you know, we spend a lot of time on pedals and our tone and all this stuff. But it's the same thing with with keyboardists is you got to, yeah. you know, and especially when you're in tribute band, like you got to get these patches right. Like you like you the sound has to be there. It's got to be there. Right. Right. Not only that is, you know, is really the levels. And that's the thing that's that I find really challenging. And I'm learning as I go along almost. But like, you know, you can't control what you sound like, you know, to the house, you know, to to the audience. So true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, you know, there's so many songs where it's like, oh, you know, uh, there's organ in this one. It's very deep in the mix. And then, oh, there's a solo, you know, here. And you got to be able to just like on the fly you know, work with and be able to to make all those adjustments. Yeah, like, Al, really it's, quick it's so, 
and that's the same and that's same that's true with guitar players right al and that's a, it's yeah. really interesting that you picked up on that because like that's you know and i've talked about this before you know there's some with 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 guitar players i I call it like playing the pedals it's almost like you're playing two two instruments like you play the part on your guitar but you're also playing your your tone and like you said part of your tone is your volume in your exactly not just your volume your eq like you have to know like you have to know that okay i'm gonna play this solo and there's a lot going on with the band there's like drums doing that are very loud there's a bass doing a deep bass yeah. part i gotta make sure that i'm gonna cut through the mix on this part so exactly. i'm gonna, I'm gonna right. dial it in this way on my patch Al, or my you, pedals right yeah. go, go Al, ahead can you, tell, can you tell us about your rig then for especially for a band like this oh god yeah um <laughs> this so isn't a have, keyboard gear podcast day well, but okay go curious, ahead all right so, go ahead it is it is interesting no go ahead. so basically talk, talk um, about how you do it out because i'm sure there's some people that play keys on that are listening yeah about. definitely um so on my mac i use a software program called main stage and that's basically where all the sound is generated from and from the main stage i have two keyboards that are so that main stage is supplying the sounds to and so like on a given song i will have like either you know, I have two, uh, just to get really technical here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but like, you know, I have, I don't have two full-size keyboards. I have two, uh, like 49 key keyboards. So think of it as like almost like half of a grand piano. And so with that, you know, I'll have on a given song, I will have like two or three different sounds. And so at the flick of a switch, you know, the whole idea is you don't want to be messing around with the mouse and navigating your Mac during a performance. So everything has to be mapped so that like you you hit you hit a button on your keyboard or a lever or a fader and it, you know, it makes it, you know, it advances to a different patch or something like that. Nice. nice. So, yeah, that's awesome. Al. So you do this. So you basically have your Mac next to your keyboards. Yep. Yep. And you trigger the sounds not on the Mac but on your keyboards. Are you using MIDI? Yeah, I'm using it's all MIDI. Oh, yep. that's crazy. This is I well mean, beyond what we do as guitar yeah, dads. Yeah, it's unless so, you're watching that pedal show, right, Dave? Right. And then, oh, well, then, and then yeah, basically the okay. and then that's just like to get the into complex of the complex. And I know Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's like, a, like you're doing the gig rig from the that pedal show with the MIDI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, Al. That's really crazy. So Al, so you've only been with this band for like what three, four months? You said, and with this incredibly complex music, I mean, how comfortable are you feeling with them? And how many times have you played with them, or has it mostly been rehearsal? Yeah, I mean, um, that's a that's a valid question. So basically, I've only played one show with these guys. I have a show to, um, but I've been rehearsing with them, you know, like at least twice a week, like for the last couple months. So, oh wow, twice a week. Yeah, that's and a then, serious rehearsal schedule. Yeah, so we'll we'll do like a full band, and then we'll do like uh, sectional stuff, like everything, you know, everything but bass or something like that. So sectionals. Yeah. What is this like a high school track meet? Yeah, was this like Jordan's furniture? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's like Jordan's. It's Jordan's. Oh, and, and Barry and Elliot. Anyway, should I mention? Of you should I know, mention Jordan's that a big furniture company can, around Boston? Can I also mention, days? gentlemen, that you know a a uh, a host of this this uh, this very podcast just you know discouraged me from joining and trying out for this band, and his name who did was not Dave. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, let's By let's process let's... of elimination. 
I'm going to say it was well, I was So I was so, you're right. So I admit I was wrong, but I was, I was really hot on, on, on Al joining a, a wedding band, but I think this is a cool outlet for you too. And I think it's really good. And hopefully that your, your bandmates listening to this band, you know, don't, don't um, take it too personally. <laughs> Listening, I'm sorry. Listening to this podcast, don't take it too personally. But anyway, so yeah, so this is a fun, this is a cool thing, and I can't wait to come out sometime, Al, in Chicago, and see a show. And for everybody out there, definitely go check this out. But I think this is the time of the podcast where we are going to put Al through the lightning round. Oh, Dave, do, do, do you have do, the, do, 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 do you have the music? Lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah. Yeah, that's our, that's our theme. That's our theme music. So Al, this is okay. the part. This is the part of the podcast where Dave and I, or I think it's just going to be me, are going to throw you some rapid fire questions, and you have how long to answer, Dave? Five seconds. Five seconds to answer, and so just whatever comes to your mind in five seconds. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Lightning round, go. Okay, Al, the best keyboard intro of all time. Go. It'd have to be uh, "Long Time" by Boston. Oh, played by Tom Schultz. Good one. Yeah, I was gonna go there too. The best keyboard solo of all time. Bam, go. Oh shit, that's a tough one. (laughs) We're gonna have to push you on this. Um, We're gonna have to push you on this. I don't know. All all of my love, uh, Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Oh wow, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, it's the only thing I can think of. Hold on, I got Scotty in the room with me. Can you guys talk for a second? Oh, this is what this is the part of the podcast that we always chat about. This is the this is the the benefit and also the downfall of being a guitar dad. You are always going to be interrupted no matter what you're that's doing a in tough your guitar one, cave. You're always going to be interrupted that's, by your, wait, by your, that's by your a, kids. T- that's a tough one. Best key. You know, this is bullshit. This keyboard solo. <laughs> you don't like the lightning round? intro. <laughs> no, Come this, on. Is, this you... is the lightning round. Well, hey, listen, can't you don't like the, heat. the lightning round? What, what, is, this, the like Rick, the heat? what is this? The Rick Beato version of the lightning round? Look, look, you don't like the heat. Get out of the... Okay, last lightning round question. Okay. Best, best keys slash piano heavy album. For oh, you. wow. Oh Jesus! It's hard. <laughs> We're gonna have to push you on this one. Oh my God, that's a really tough one. Why can I? Why can I not think of this? Uh, hold on, hold on. Just give, give me five more seconds. Give me one, five more seconds for two, this one. Three. Uh, I would have to say. Oh Jesus! Oh man. <laughs> Why, why can't it? Wow. Blurt something out. I think the five, sec- I think the five think. seconds was up about 45 seconds uh, p- ago. Probably uh, Electric Light Orchestra, like their debut album. Oh, wow. What? Wow. I don't know. I yeah. thought you were going to say like Billy Joel Stranger or something. Well, wait a minute. So well, you said keyboard heavy or like keyboard? No, it doesn't have to be like synthy keyboards, like key slash piano heavy albums. So Billy Joel is fair game. Billy Joel, yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything so you would have picked like Billy Joel. Billy Joel, uh, I would I'll definitely say like Elton John. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and then I would say, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, this just the way it is. That guy, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, Bruce Hornsby, yeah, baby. Bruce Hornsby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had some serious piano playing on that. 
Jeez, Just you know, for a little bit, I thought we were in like a pre-production meeting here. I know. Jeez, I, he was struggling with the lightning round. Well, good job on the lightning round. Yeah, so best keyboard solos, all of my love. I I, I kind of knew because I know Al pretty well because I grew up with him. Um <laughs> I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna say that. I also thought he was gonna say Van Halen jump. Uh, <laughs> oh, that yeah, also that's, would that's have been. Amazing. And I thought he was gonna say that. I thought he was gonna say that for Van Halen. I thought he was also gonna say that for the intro as well. Um, but um, anyway, I think those. I think I, I. Although I would agree with you, if somebody asked me best keyboard intros, I would totally have said Long Time. I mean, how does it get any better? Than I that, mean, it's right? just an absolutely right. incredible solo. You know. The other, the other classic, you know, and like I said, I think piano counts in this, right, Al? Because you play piano, right? right? Um, is um, the solo from Sweet Home Alabama, the piano solo in Sweet Home Alabama? Uh, okay, uh, the, the the outro solo. Come on, it's so good. I will. I guess, yeah. That actually, I would second that. One of the amazing, I think, one of the amazing piano solos has got to be from "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant" by Billy Joel. Oh, I mean, that's just. I mean, that just that that solo is just amazing. Oh, that's awesome! All right, well, thanks for playing the lightning round. Now this is a lot of fun. Yeah, you win. You win some beautiful prizes, which we don't have yet. Okay, you don't have anything. So the other thing I want to. So I know I know we're coming up on time, Dave, but I do want to get um Al's hot take on the new John Mayer album. We teased this on the last podcast. Tease us on the last podcast, Al. You got five seconds. Tell us what you think. Well, I'll tell you what. It's really fitting that we have you on, Al, because it is a. There's some synths going on. There's on a this. lot of yeah. There's quite this. some quite quite a little bit of synths going on. In what there. did you think about this? That John Mayer is going in the synth direction. What's your what's your hot take I mean, on the album? I mean, I thought I thought. I mean, I just listened to it once. Honestly, I mean, I like the opening track. I mean, you there's definitely like echoes of like Dire Straits on there. You know, Toto. I mean, the Eagles. I mean, he's got it. He's got you know. He's really channeling that like. That '70s singer songwriter, you know, or like early band, like that, uh, you know, that Southern rock uh, from the '70s. He's really uh, like SoCal rock of the '70s. I mean, it's yeah, good. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I will say that I didn't think like the guitar playing was like super amazing. I I, I know that's blasphemous to say on the show. Ah, ah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some cool solos. He's got he's got some. Tones. I mean, but I got to tell you, the best John Mayer album. I mean, really. What's your, what's your favorite John Mayer album? I mean, it, it's it's got to be you know it's got to be the one that had uh, you know uh, slow burning in a burning room. Continuum. Yeah. Continuum. Okay. So Al, Al, I just want to point out that a couple a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I said to Matt, my hot take on this album is that this is his best by far album since Continuum. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Trying to do I would say that. Each, he was trying to do that thing on this album, and he absolutely nails it. Oh, he kills it. And Al, I got to tell you, when I heard Last Train Home, I immediately thought of you, because it's like, dude, dude, it's like a, it's like a whole synth part. It and I was, like, I was like, this is a synth part that Al could have written, and he's probably pissed he didn't write it with John Mayer. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Well, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like something... Uh, you know, it sounds like the song Africa. It's like, uh, you know, Toto came up with in uh, Toto sessions. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, I think it's so good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, but I, but to your point about the guitar playing, I think you're right. Out, you don't see a lot of virtuosity on this. No. Um. No. But you do. You do. I, I was I was commenting on this on on our last episode. You see the virtuosity in that what I call like very tasty, very slinky playing. That's like extremely tasteful. Like he's not just hitting you over the head with notes. Yeah. He's got these well placed notes, well placed solos. And like the tone really conveys the emotion incredibly well. I think he's on a next level here, to be honest with you, with his with the guitar playing on this. Yeah, album. and he's he's got yeah. he's got that beautiful tone that he that he that honestly, I will give you this. Like I didn't the tone he has on a couple of those tracks, on those cuts, are uh really reminiscent of Continuum. Like oh, I yeah. I was not a big fan of he did that like growly kind of one yeah he did like a yeah. country funk album and then the, he did the one uh oh the one before that i forget um oh heavier things heavier things oh, no no no, 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 no heavier things before continuum. Heavier things before continuum yeah that was before continuum no so, oh, you mean was, the one before that country-ish album he yeah did. it was before the country-ish yeah. album yeah. yeah yeah anyway yeah it was like that like that there was like that uh I don't even know what you want to call it. I saw and I I saw that tour and it was just not. It wasn't the same. It wasn't a mayor vibe. It really yeah, wasn't. And yeah, that's what yeah. I said to to Matt a couple of weeks ago on, on the pod about this album that he, the he's trying to do concept kind of albums before, but this time this like I feel he went back to his, of, he nailed it. He went back he to it. his roots on this album definitely. He totally did, and, and, and it was a great mix it. of his. Yes, yeah, you can hear it you in the totally, sound. You can yeah, you can totally hear it. It's yeah. really but. It's so great, yeah. So I don't know, Al. You've only listened to it once. I'll tell you what. I wasn't blown away. I can tell the you the tracks I like, guys. Okay, hit hit us with the tracks you like. All right. So, <laughs> and I'll tell you what you're seconds. thinking about. What you're thinking about this? I wasn't <laughs> totally blown away by this album the first time I heard it either. I thought it was good, but then as I got into it and listened like one or two more times, I. I I really started to get through the layers of it, and I was just really, really liking it. So now, now I think it's like you said, probably his best since Continuum, Dave. I would totally agree with that. What, what do you think, Al? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on, guys. Okay. Uh-oh. He's looking. He's looking. At least we can hear him. Technical difficulties. At least, at least we can Dad's hear him, Dave. Podcast. At least we can hear as him as usual. <laughs> I know we we tend to do that here on the podcast. We all right. So I really to, I really yeah. like "Last Train Home." I think that's yeah. A really well, that's cool. that's yeah. probably that's, the best song. Yeah, um, that's a great song. I yeah. like uh, I like "New Light." Yeah, "New Light's um, good. Yeah, I really like "Wild Blue." The solo on "Wild Blue" is it's it's very like Dire Straits, like that. Oh early yeah, 70s. he's totally. I really he's like totally that. chanting Mark Mark Knopfler on yep, that one. He's totally yep. And then I really like "Shot in the Dark." Oh, I love Shot in the Dark. Yeah, yeah great songs, I like that one. Um, I didn't know. Did Ozzy have like a cameo in the zone? <laughs> <laughs> Shot in the dark. <laughs> and then I like. Uh, I like. Nothing to do with Ozzy. One step. Uh, I like till the right one comes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great one too. Yeah, yeah. where he's uh, getting over Jan- Jennifer Aniston. And then is that uh, no? Yeah, yeah no, no. Well, that that was, there's one song where he says in the lyric, like, "I've been had seven women, blah 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 blah." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they were and, all were you, yeah. And they were all I've been you. With seven I mean, different women, they all were you. Yeah, which what? track what is, is he talking that? about? Yeah, he's got some good little one-liners yeah, well, what, in this. I don't forgot what track that is, but yeah, that's yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah I like one. one. I mean, all I want is to be with you. I'm not really crazy about that one. 
Uh, oh, I, I thought the guitar playing at the end is really tasty. Oh, that, that's, yeah, the guitar so, player is, yeah. is quite nice. tasty. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. So. Yeah, definitely great. Awesome, Al. Yeah. No. All right. Well, that's a great hot take. Definitely. But definitely, album. it's definitely a great album. Um, I'm very excited about it. If you guys are out there, are John Mayer fans, or even slightly uh, fans of um, very mellow music, you should check it out because it's probably one of his more mellow albums and he's a mellow dude so you gotta get 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 ready for for that um but it's fun it's a lot of fun so yeah absolutely all right so al thank you so much i think we're coming to the end of the guitar dads podcast for this week thank you so much for joining us yes should um, we uh, as our first guest should we tell the listeners that you know uh when we were kids we used to like uh misquote the lyrics to famous songs <laughs> yeah, you used that to could say, be a whole other podcast. Yeah, you know what, Al? Let's save that for the next time you come okay. on our podcast. Because I think I think we're having we had a fun time on this podcast. We're yeah, we did. Back. No, it was awesome. No, thank and you this guys. Was more, yeah, so thanks. Oh. for ha- thanks for coming on, Al. And, and this is the first time, everybody, ahead. that all three of us we all went to the same high school. That's so true. We all I knew the these idiots way back when. That's right. <laughs> and now he gets to listen to us every week on the podcast. Exactly. So, Al, thanks for coming. Hey, Dave, you have any final words? My pleasure. Words? No, Al, that was awesome. We really appreciate all the, uh, you know, the answering the questions, honestly. We we love the insight. I'm sure our listeners did, too. Uh, and, hey, good luck with your gig tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Best of luck. And the name of the band again, Al? It's called Eclipse, Eclipse Chicago. Eclipse Chicago. Check it out. Yep. And thank Check you. Out. And thank you, everybody. That was a Guitar Dads podcast. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>